Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome back to Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Ventura, and I'm joined in the studio by Jenna Zins, Kelly Yarmish, and Trisha Casson. But before we begin, Trisha, would you start us off in prayer? Yeah, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Jesus, we just come to you. We thank you for the gift of femininity. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to protect femininity in the church, its purity, its beauty. We pray, Lord, that you will form us to be women like your own mother and all that we think, say, and do to draw others closer to your most sacred heart. We ask this through Our Lady's most holy intercession, Our Lady most pure. Pray for pray us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Trisha, thank you so much for starting us off in prayer. If you didn't notice, all the names here tonight are Jenna, Kelly, and Trisha, and then Father Nick. <laughs> so clearly, I'm, I am don't want to say outnumbered, but... One it, is not like the others. One is not like <laughs> the others. Sesame Street. Clearly, you have children, Kelly. So... <laughs> So I think it's a wonderful opportunity to talk about femininity, the role of women in the church, in the world, you know, this this beautiful counterpart to that whole uh, context of the human race. You know, mm-hmm. God said in the beginning, I have made them male and female. You know, he didn't say, oh, I made men first and then, by the way, women. But rather, when he made us in his image and likeness, he made us male and female. But I guess the first question that I think anybody would want to ask do I, as a man, have a place in this conversation uh, for femininity, if we're going to talk about this? And I guess I kind of just lob that to the experts <laughs> here, since I am not one. Well, I'm not an expert either, actually. Okay, I'm Kelly. still figuring out as I go um, what it means to be a woman and what it means to be feminine. Um but I would like to cordially welcome you to this conversation. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that, Kelly. <laughs> um, and while while I do think the the difference in perspective will be obvious because as women mm-hmm. we have lived different crosses and different mm-hmm. challenges mm-hmm. and different opportunities um so there there is a different dynamic when a man enters a conversation about femininity especially amongst women mm-hmm. but i think that one gift that you have father nick is that you do bring to the conversation a respect for women that is profound um, and that gives you an opportunity to learn about femininity from women because you come in with listening ears and with a humility knowing that this is not your territory. Right. It is certainly not. <laughs> but you're welcome to join our territory. Oh, thank you, I mean, Kelly. I think it would be ridiculous to say that men don't have a needed voice in the realm of understanding women and their observances and you were raised by a wonderful woman and you have a sister so like i think it's completely ludicrous to think that you don't have an opinion i i don't know no, no, and, and, and i think it just gets to the point there's i mean when we talk about masculinity or femininity mm-hmm. it comes back to another itty complementarity mm-hmm. so you know that's the whole thing when we talk about masculinity or femininity it is uh, an entirely complementary conversation yeah. one cannot know the fullness of masculinity without the perspective of femininity and one cannot know all the femininity without the perspective of masculinity so, at least that's my opinion i mean i know i'm a little outspoken mm-hmm. but i feel like <laughs> a little if outspoken? someone asked me to talk about masculinity and like what i thought about masculinity i would not have trouble i'm so there 
there. <laughs> well, yeah. I know. All of the things I notice about it. But listen, I mean, things exist, right? And we yeah. as mature adults, God willing, can actually have conversation about things that exist. So right. I think just even in a general cultural realm, look alive, everybody. Things exist and people have experience with things. And so they can offer perspective. They can offer opinion. I mean, it's just, well, and it's they just can what ask questions, to, yes. too. Yes. Right. So I guess let's ask the next question. What is femininity? Like, mm-hmm. if we had to define that, what would You'd we say? You love definitions. I, I, <laughs> things are real. Feminine. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it reveals my upbringing, how I was taught. It, I love definitions. Yeah. A well-placed label is a beautiful thing. Yeah, I don't want to say labeling. A is badly that placed label, label is, is a horrendous. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, femininity is the art of being woman. Mm-hmm. And do you want like I that's just or something re- I came up. How about the reality of being a yeah. woman? Uh-huh. Even the reality of being a woman. I I like that definition. I mean it's it's not too specific, but it kind of covers that. I feel when you say femininity and you replace that the the reality of being a woman, I think that is a a good starting point. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess going from there, well, what is the an, reality of being a woman? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Make you want oh, to know. it is complex. <laughs> It's exciting. It's beautiful. It's worth it. Would it's... never change it or take no. it back. Which oh, is a gift because I know Agreed. that not everybody feels that way. Yeah. Um, mm. And I think as we go forward in talking about this complicated term of the reality of being a mm-hmm. woman or the the mm-hmm. feminine genius or the or femininity, mm-hmm. of course there are. There are women we have seen live their femininity, live their life in a certain way that we don't relate to mm-hmm. um it's still authentic femininity um i i, don't, I guess i don't want to go too far down that road because it's so unique Re- to each well person, and but-, but it's relevant to the conversation because if you are born as a woman there is something to discover about who you are and who you are meant to be in every moment of your life especially as you hopefully move towards growth and move towards maturity there are things to discover about exactly who you are and being a woman is included in that right yeah it's so important to the cultural conversation right now i think there are people who are trying to destroy the idea that women are made as women and made that way for a purpose and for a reason and so i think the harder we can fight to say i love who i am Mm -hmm. and the only reason i love who i am is because i've gotten to know who i am Mm. And that's been revealed through life experience, but most especially through my relationship with the Lord. And, and Jenna and Kelly, I kind of want to highlight something. You guys used a term, feminine genius, and then in context with, you know, contributing something to the conversation. You know, the term feminine genius in the church has been, you know, tossed around, has been offered in different circles. And mm-hmm. it kind of comes from uh, John Paul II, St. John Paul II's uh, letter, uh, Mulierius Degnitatum, which he wrote a letter about the dignity of woman, and he uses this term feminine genius. And a lot of times people think, oh, is it like something special, unique that woman has? And I would say yes, Mm -hmm. but in the same way that each unique, unrepeatable human person has something to offer. And he is talking about that femininity that, you know, the that woman in herself still has something to offer that is different than what a man offers. Mm -hmm. And it is a relevance to the conversation. And I think defining that term. And so I guess... What are the relevant? When I think of feminine genius, uh, you know, the first thing that pops into my mind, I think the reality of being a woman looks different, right? So right. there are some women who are assertive, some women who are more passive, creative, athletic, you know, it, the, 
the makeup of a woman can be very different and all is beautiful Mm -hmm. and equal. Uh, I think something that all women have in common and maybe when I think of, well, what makes the feminine genius is that we have, I believe, maybe our soul of reciprocity, ability to receive. Uh um, Reciprocity. Reciprocity. Reciprocity, yeah. I won't say that word again. That's okay. uh, (laughs) We still love you, Trisha. Do you like mutual? I received the feedback, though. (laughs) Uh, And we just had a demonstration. I think we just have an ability to receive the love of God in a way that is um, irreplaceable for the world. Um, When I, like, look at a lot of statues of Mary that you see, her hands will be open wide, Mm -hmm. you know, like, just like this. I guess you can't see you me can't on the radio. You can't see that. Her hands are off to the side, pointed down, um, with the fingers pointed down. Yeah, and it just gives me this image of receptivity. We have a an ability to receive the love of God in a way that nobody can't. Um, I have a cousin. She's 32, maybe, Erin. Uh, she's probably 34 now. Mm-hmm. And um, she was born with severe cerebral palsy. So Erin mm-hmm. can't speak, really. I mean, she can say some words, but she can't see. She can't eat. She can't walk. Um, but she is one of the most feminine, beautiful women I know. And when I think about Erin and what makes her so like breathtakingly beautiful, I think it's just this ability to receive. She receives the love of God, but also just the love and care and sacrifice of her family all the time. You know, people are serving her all the time and she receives it with such grace. And even though she's not like leading some business company or raising seven children she is so feminine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and i think that's a, a highlighting point is that femininity can take different forms it's not there's not a you know set sort of deal but before kind of diving into that remember you're listening to alive for more on saint gabriel catholic radio remember you can listen to us saturdays at 7 a.m sundays at 3 30 p.m or online on demand at saintgabrielradio.com and right now we're, we're just having a conversation about femininity my name is father nick venter and i'm joined in the studio by jenna zinn Kelly Yarmish and Trisha Casson, and as you noticed, we have three beautiful women here who are able to talk about you know this I, this reality of being a woman. And Trisha, you talked about receptivity. You know, I think at least in you know the intellectual circles that you know have been talking about this, a lot of people really get tense about you know putting either you know okay the the masculinity is all about giving or and femininity is all about receiving and i i guess i would say in my reflection on it it's not necessarily exclusive right. to either that both yeah. kind of contribute in those kind of ways but i can see that kelly and i would say there's a unique capacity mm. or a unique yeah. potential mm-hmm. um, where the difference of the sexes lends itself to perhaps certain tendencies or perhaps capacities that, you know, my ability or my capacity for chopping down a tree makes me no less of a woman. Right. I do it in my femininity. Mm-hmm. If I, mm-hmm. my little brother right. and I used to go out and like have you like chop down wood trees, chopping contests, just That's like hilarious. with logs. I, I mean, love that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but, but at, that didn't, I didn't, I wasn't any less of a girl when right. I was doing it. You, right. But, but perhaps we put too much emphasis on the exterior without putting enough emphasis on the interior mm-hmm. and noticing, yeah, I can chop wood faster than my brother, maybe, sometimes, mm-hmm. often. I don't remember whoever won <laughs> Let's ever. just say it was you. Yeah. Yeah, it I'm sure it was both. <laughs> We're close in age. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I can, I can chop wood. But also, 
I can give birth. You know, yeah. like so, yeah. so we've got you know, Which different. is something I cannot do. <laughs> right, right. But you can baptize. I can baptize, <laughs> yeah. but that's but a different so thing. But so can I, technically. Yeah. Uh, okay, we won't go there. We won't go, only in uh, emergencies. Emergencies. Emergency yes. baptisms. But I think it's it's healthy conversation to look at. I mean, we, we know the church is always both and. So right. yes, you can chop down a tree, but there is a reality that the way you were made as a woman is going to be different than your brother. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just... I think we need to own that. And I think that's part of the problem is dismissing. Um, and I and JP2 ta- writes about that. That's mm-hmm. specifically what he writes about is like shame on the, basically shame on the people dismissing the right. feminine the- genius is really what he's saying is yeah. there is a place in the boardroom for sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And not to say that women are more sensitive or fly off the handle. But even if you talk to psychologists or evolutionary biologists, there's just things that we are equipped for physically. And then the rest of our body responds to that. And that's not mm-hmm. a bad thing. And so that's the whole message is basically, hey, wise up, fellas. Like, look mm-hmm. around. There is a lot to be brought. <laughs> but it's going to bring joy and goodness and success, realistically. And wise up, wise up, ladies. Because yes. I think there is such yes. a temptation for, for us to apologize. Mm-hmm. At least I will speak to my culture. You know, as a woman in the United States, among the women I've grown up with and been around, to apologize for femininity Yes, which and you shouldn't is have to. Ridiculous. Yeah, can right. you give me an example? I, I'm following you, but like, so um, let's say you cry in the boardroom. Mm-hmm. Done it. Oh, um, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. I, I just, it, there's no need to apologize, right? Mm-hmm. You're right. passionate about whatever the issue is. And just I, own it. And, <laughs> I actually, and I was, I'm just kind of sitting here, kind of reflecting on it. I mean, a lot of my experience, you know, a lot of the people I work with in ministry are women. You know. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who work for, you know, my St. Vincent de Paul, who, you know, who work in my office generally are, are women. And, you know, they off, they see things totally different than I do. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if, um, you know, they see this and they comment on something, I'm like, oh, that never, that never occurred to me. It's like, oh, Father, you should write a, write a note about yeah. that. Or you should say thank you. It's like, well, I did say thank you. Well, yeah, you did, but. Here's what else you should do. Here's what else you should do. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. I did not. Mm-hmm, I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. and it didn't just rise to any sort of level. And it's not like, well, Father, you're just being uh, insensitive. You're not right. being courteous. Like it, no man would ever have thought of that. But but it, at the same didn't. time, I didn't think of it. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't like I uh, didn't care, but it just was not a concern of mine. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think that's uh, noticing different things. I mean, the, kind of turning the tables a little bit, you know, uh, in in masculinity, we always are problem solvers. You know, not saying that femininity isn't, mm-hmm. but that's just like masculinity lends itself self to problems to a solve. greater capacity. <laughs> there you go. She's solve. got oh, it. See, There's your definition. There's our definition. I like that. Some, some more definition. <laughs> but that's not saying we solve all the problems. I mean, right. but right. it's that whole... not even half of them. No, we probably cause more. <laughs> I mean, Wow. Okay. Not all problems ought to be solved oh, then and there either. Great. Some problems we live with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I actually, this is the best lesson I learned from my mom is she uh, sat me down and was like, listen, if a woman ever sits down and complains to you about something, just acknowledge the fact that it was, that it stunk what they went through. Mm. You don't oh. have to say, well, what did you try this? Mm-hmm. You try, she just said, mm. just go, hey, yeah, that. 
That's that terrible. And, but do you know, yeah. Father, I would bet in your priesthood as the years go by, you'll start responding to most people who come to you for counsel that way. Yeah. Because you reckon, and again, that's something that women can teach the culture, yeah. is that people need to be seen and they need to be known mm-hmm. and they need to be received. Yes. Yeah. And being received is different than being a box on a piece of paper. And so I'll, again, I, this and this is the beauty of the, you know, the sexes working together is there are things to be learned all the way around just in the human experience. And if we yeah. exclude you from that conversation, how will we get anywhere? Yes, if men yes. exclude women from the conversation about what it is to be a, a man, man. Yeah. and if women exclude men from the conversation, how are we, come on, how are we ever going to learn anything? How are we supposed to be able to contribute to the conversation? And the conversation you're listening to is on a live for more on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. My name is Father Nick Ventura, and I'm joined in the studio by Jenna Zins, Kelly Yarmish, and Trisha Casson. Remember, you can listen to us Saturdays at 7 a.m., Sundays at 3.30 p.m., or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. And we're talking about, you know, this, this conversation that masculinity and femininity can have, particularly focusing on femininity. And I think right now it's a good point. I think we're at a good point in the conversation to talk about, is there one mold of femininity? Like, you know, for example, I'm just going to throw this question out and I, I wish people could see you guys' expressions, <laughs> you know, in the church, should women always wear veils in the church? Should they always act a certain way? In the church, and I wish you could see Kelly's expression right now. It is priceless. Oh, I'm like, well, oh, I man, wonder you what you mean know. by a certain way. You mean like during the liturgy of the Eucharist, and should women cover act- their heads, like, or okay. something? I mean, like, You're people. Saying, like, if any, when are the instances when women all need to behave in one particular way? Yeah, is it that, does. Is does that, that the heart of your question? Right. Yeah. I mean, does that actually exist? I mean, I can tell you what I think, but I would just love to to kind of offer that up. I think in a very, um, uh, not a concrete way, mm-hmm. what's opposite of concrete? Fluid. Yeah, like in an abstract. abstract, in an abstract way, I think that yes, there is one mold of woman in the church and that is Our Lady. Okay. I think she is someone whom every woman can look to as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know, from scripture, we don't know a lot about the Our Lady. And before the show, we were yeah. kind of talking about her personality. Like, do you think she was assertive? Do you think she was more quiet? Do you, you know, because we don't know those particular answers. So in an abstract way, yes, there is a mold of Our Lady. Mm-hmm. But how can we learn about her? And I think that's just through prayer. Yeah. And I'm sure Mary talks to her children differently. Like mm-hmm. my mom has a different way of communicating with my sister yeah. than she does with me. Which because means we're she's totally- a good mom. Yeah. <laughs> is what that means yeah. is seeing the individual so i'm sure mary maybe reveals different parts of who she is to different people mm-hmm. um and so in an abstract way yes but in a concrete way no i think you know every and woman is different and beautiful and has something different to offer and really every soul is irreplaceable and every soul is so unique and so like willed by God in a very special, beautiful way. And before the phone calls come into the station, or it's like, I don't actually believe there's a certain way a woman <laughs> should be a woman. You need okay. someone else it was to a say it. I needed, I needed someone else to say it. I don't. I, I just needed to throw it out there. But Kelly, you were you're raising your hand, so I well, wanted to. Well, I I was thinking as Trisha was talking that we are all called to the virtues, mm-hmm. um, and that is going to be lived out in a feminine way if it is if those virtues are being lived out by a woman amen mm-hmm. um, I love that. so the questions to ask would be am i loving right now am i being patient right mm-hmm. now am i being charitable in the way that i'm talking to this person but your personality 
is your situation, who raised you, your spirituality, what you've gotten through, all of that is going to change the way in which you express and apply femininity to any given situation. Um, And I would dare say not one expression is more feminine than another. Right. When it's coming from a woman. Thank you. Yeah. Like I am not more feminine than Kelly because I'm more outspoken. You know what I mean? Or I just thought of it. Because your dress is pinker. Yeah. Like, it's just a different... Actually, that's an excellent point. Yeah. (laughs) So good. You have more tools, so you win the femininity award. I I mean, you know what? And that's... But I think the danger of even going too far in this conversation is, again, to live this genderless world. Right. Do you know? I mean, there has to be a recognized reality that we are created male and female. Mm -hmm. And just even just... Being able to acknowledge that is going to bring somebody's heart so much freedom. I mm. know, like in the beginning of my conversion, when I started reading more about um, just what it meant to be created woman, I felt like my whole life was unlocked because I had mm. given so much to the culture and I was fighting so hard to live a really specific way. Even, you know, like thinking about the terms beauty versus the terms hot. You know, right. and like, and where you put your energies and where you put your time and the attention you desire from other people. And so just spending years thinking th- that life didn't make any sense. And then the more I started to read about what it meant to be a woman, so the capacity to receive that kind of thing, the capacity to bear life and bring life to other people, whether that's literally or figuratively. I mean, there are so many things. And all of a sudden, I know personally for me, I'm like, oh, okay, my life makes sense again. I was fighting for nonsense. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, Jen. Jen I just, I mean, I just want to highlight this fact that you know the culture of science. Oh, you have, you have to act a certain way, mm-hmm. while we're saying no, just be who you are. Yes. God says, Amen. be who you are. Like, I mean, kind of bringing up a hot topic thing. You know, the transgenderism kind of things. Like, oh, I, I don't feel like I am in my gender sort of deal, so I have to act like the opposite. Where God would look at that person and say, no, just be who you are. You don't have to be someone else to be happy. Just be you. And to be fair, for some people, who they are in that moment is someone struggling with a lot mm-hmm. of thoughts and a and lot yeah. of pain. I would say God first looks at that person and loves them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, as they are, not as who they could be. God that God doesn't right. love who we could be. Right. God loves who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, and I think that's just been kind of the theme of but our conversation. What's fascinating is even like... With a situation like that, there's still a recognition that there are men and there are women. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's our mission as church is to be the best women we can be mm-hmm. and for men to be the best men that they can be. And I think then those different gifts and the different struggles will rise to the surface and good people will discuss them and hash them out and communicate about them. I right. mean, that's just what happens naturally. As I'm listening to our conversation, I'm noticing that almost a hallmark of everything we're saying is caveats and Mm. uh, let's not forget and things like that. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think it speaks to where we are right now in our culture, Mm -hmm. in our church, and in our age group, actually, Mm -hmm. as millennials, where we've seen a lot of stuff go down that hasn't been good for us on both sides of every fence there is. and us wanting to respond with love to include and bring people in to not alienate and yet hold up the truth. And it's a very tricky conversation. You are not lying. Nice. <laughs> and I don't mean to like, not like, 
I don't want to hold us up because we're figuring it out as we go. Yeah. But I think it's important that we have these conversations, that we do it in charity, that we're careful about how we talk about people who are experiencing same-sex attraction or Mm -hmm. people who Mm -hmm. are experiencing whatever they're experiencing in their journey with transgenderism or whatever is going on. I kind of have to applaud Catholic millennials right now for how hard we're trying. Yeah. I mean, at least trying to open the conversation and talk and, you know, define terms um that's Mm -hmm. i i I feel like a lot of things is we kind of talk circles around one another and i think i think it's what's been really fruitful with our particular conversation is that we're defining terms what do we mean by the reality of being a woman Mm -hmm. or reality Mm -hmm. of being a man what do we mean by you know being a part of the conversation Um, and if you are listening and you're looking for resources like mm -hmm. there are several out there just if for some reason this is sparking your interest i don't want to leave without Offering somebody who's interested in diving mm-hmm. deeper into this conversation <laughs> no mm-hmm. way to do that instead of us like, we know all those teachings about Just being a woman, me. but we haven't really gone over a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, we, we haven't. I mean, there's, you know, there's the documents um, by uh, Mulieres Dignitatum, The Dignity of Woman by St. John Paul II, where he wrote it in the mid 90s. Um, and he talks about the role of woman in the role of the church. I mean, mm-hmm. and particularly ministry in the church. Um, he doesn't really cover the whole broad spectrum, but he at least talks about well, and the role of evangelization. I mean, he talks about religious, he talks about single people, he yeah. talks about widows, he talks about married women. Right. I mean, he goes through, he, he goes through all the vocations. He goes through all the But yeah. I mean, the his focus there was more focusing on the role of evangelization. Yeah. Like, not necessarily like, okay, the role of woman in... Um, I just blanked on an example. Yeah. Right teachers, now. Or, teachers, or, right? Or mothers, yeah. or so it goes. Yeah, it talks about the universality of women. So yeah. that's the, on the dignity and vocation of women by John Paul II. He's got a letter, the letter to women that mm-hmm. he wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's even, I would say, My Sisters the Saints by Colleen Carroll Campbell is a great suggestion of just to read about different women. The in privilege of being a woman by Alice von Hildebrand mm-hmm. has been one of the best things I've read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the theology of the body. Yeah. There's a group called the Eden Project. Is that what the, it's called? Oh, Eden, Eden Invitation. Invitation. Eden Jinx. Invitation. Yeah. Uh, I'm learning. I'm actually jotting stuff down yeah. here. Yeah. So look up um, Eden Invitation. Yes. Okay. yes. They're doing amazing work in terms of ministering to people who are experiencing same sex attraction. Mm-hmm. So I think we've had a great conversation about this. Thank you guys for, you know, including me in this conversation. <laughs> and it is good. Before, you know, we kind of close out. Kelly, would you close us out in prayer? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks again for joining us. Please join us Saturdays at 7 a.m., Sundays at 3.30 p.m., or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. This is a live for more. God bless. Until next time. Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Veni, son.